0: just works podcast i'm your host ryan and it's so awesome to be recording a damn podcast i feel like it's been so long it's actually only been a week but it feels like it's been a very long week of just not recording and i've kind of just found like this new love for the podcast again and just really trying to get back to it make some fantastic episodes and push them out to you guys and today is definitely a video game centric podcast which is where we all started with this show so i'm pretty excited there's a lot to go over today so to speak uh talk about three games going to talk about the Xbox leaks but i want to start off by thanking you all again checking out the show sharing it around as some of you know from the TikTok video i posted uh the it just works podcast hashtag and granted it's just views but to me it's a big deal because i didn't expect that uh we reached over 630,000 views uh in total so far uh, it's just been amazing. And it seems like a lot of you really appreciate like the personal posts aside from like the video game posts. So I'm going to keep that up, start adding concert videos to it as well. Um, tick just been way more fun than Instagram. And I, I really appreciate everyone's support. So if you don't follow me on there, uh, check out TikTok. Uh, wait, I don't even know what the fuck I I can't even say the URL cause I don't even know how they go. Uh, but my username on there is it just works podcast. Check it out. Um, continue to rate the show if you haven't done so i cannot stress enough how easy this is and i'd really appreciate it if you're listening to the podcast on apple Podcasts. if you scroll down on any of the episodes pages or the page itself you can leave a rating for the show if you leave a rating for the show it increases my chances of reaching new listeners and potential fans out there uh spotify i think it's at the top of the page you just leave a review after you listen to some episodes or at least one or two Please consider doing that if you haven't done it yet. It goes a long way. It completely helps me in growing this machine. But enough of that. Uh, I hope all of you out there are doing great. Uh, Had a pretty good week myself. Uh, All my sales reps are killing it. Uh, Selling a lot of cases. Making me proud. I mean just just some incredible people I got working on this team. Uh, I believe we can accomplish anything. And it's just awesome. So that's where I'll leave that. Uh, With the work stuff. Uh, definitely trying to catch up on sleep uh, on a Friday after I got home from work, kind of just wrapped up a couple things. I was like laying down around, I think like 5 PM or something. And I basically just like dozed off pretty much and just fell asleep until like 5 AM. I think I woke up at like seven or 8 PM and ugh, had some disgusting Domino's pizza leftovers that my uh, family had. Um, I did feel bad about sleeping so long because all of my nephews were here. But I did get to hang out with them a little bit, so that was really cool. And I hung out with them uh, yesterday morning, so it's always nice to see the three kids hanging out, having a good time. It uh, just reminds me of uh, my childhood with my brothers, because obviously their kids act so much alike, uh, and it's pretty funny to see actually. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty solid week. I uh, went to Top Golf. That was that was really fucking cool. Uh, absolutely love that. Um, that was a good time. Shout out to Lauren, Joe, and Nick. Sorry, I was taking a drink. Um, Yeah, I went to a family baby shower yesterday for my cousin Nisa. And, uh, yeah, you know, that that was a great time. It was really cool to see everyone. Um, Just, it was awesome. Uh, So, shout out to them. I'll leave the rest of that to their, that's their personal business. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool to go there. Um, And then we went to fucking sizzler last night that shit was funny as hell (laughs) uh my brother eric didn't want to go and well he was happy to be there obviously once he's there but it's just the idea of sizzler and honestly like it's kind of cool like the salad bar is dope i'm not gonna lie the salad bar is dope i think there's like a joke in a movie about that like a good comedy um yeah and uh, uh oh the new pokemon sets came out so we had the halloween cards are out so you can buy like a $50 pack or 50 pack booster bundle thing for like 15 bucks at pretty much every retailer. Uh, it's just like some basic Halloween cards, some hollows. There's like seven hollows or whatever, uh, with the Halloween stamp. And they did it. They started it last year and they're doing it again this year with different cards. And I got to tell you, it's actually pretty badass. There's like a houndoom. The Pikachu looks cool. Mimikyu. We got Murkrow, uh, I think my favorite one though is going to be the Gengar. Uh, The Gengar card is super cool. Um, So yeah, check out those cards. And we also have Pokemon 151 out, which is a set dedicated to the original 151 Pokemon. All Kanto. There's no other kind of Pokemon available in that set. Uh, That notification scared the shit out of me. I don't know if you guys are going to hear that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like that set came out. I pulled... The S A R Charizard, and I pulled two S A R Venusaur's. Then I pulled the A R Charmander yesterday, so I just need Charmeleon. But I'm gonna collect the whole set, so I'm actually building the binder right now. It's kind of a process because the master sets, like Reverse Hollows, all promo cards, all that fun stuff. So that's been kind of sweet, you know. It's um, it's kind of cool too because it's not really that expensive now. I mean, since product is so uh, so widely available and uh, the new pull rates are so good for cards, like honestly. Uh, Was it Obsidian Flames? I pulled every single Charizard. Uh, This set, I already pulled the regular Charizard EX and the SAR. Once I pulled the full art, again, I pulled all of them. Uh, It doesn't have to be Charizard, but just for an example, the pull rates are clearly a lot better than they've ever been. And I think it's amazing for collectors and then obviously kids. Like, uh, obviously, Pokemon's for everyone, but first kids. So I think it's awesome that, like, kids these days are actually able to buy packs and have some success and, like, actually get good hits because the black and white era... The X and Y era, and some of uh, Sun and the Moon era as well. They're just all the pull rates in those sets are like really terrible in comparison to the new Scarlet Violet era. So I like this direction they're going. I think it should be accessible to everyone, and everyone should feel like they can have some kind of success. Like it shouldn't just be complete cardboard gambling. Um, so I thought that was cool. Uh, so yeah, just been kind of enjoying the Pokemon cards and then uh, playing online with them. Uh, also moving into games a little bit more. Uh, Monster Hunter now is out. It's available on all mobile devices, I believe on at least Apple devices and Android. I'm sure that you know, Android's got such a huge install base that I'm sure that they uh, have it on there as well. Uh, so it's basically Monster Hunter World. 1, 1. 1.5. Uh, so it's a AR game of course. so it's made by Niantic, the people who brought uh, their original game and then obviously Pokemon go. I think this game is a massive step up from Pokemon Go with good reason. Obviously, they've had a lot of experience in developing Pokemon Go, so they have a pretty good idea of what they want to do. Uh, but if you're looking for that itch, if you're a Monster Hunter fan and you're just trying to hunt monsters or, you know, you know, go through that gameplay loop that the game the main games have, it is a hundred percent here in the mobile app, and I think that's insane. So it's a great mobile game. I couldn't recommend it enough. Um I'm ready to like HR twenty-five. I literally open it up I think like once an hour and you can you can play it for 5 minutes and then go back to whatever you're doing like there's there's no massive time commitment which I think is incredible cuz I think with mobile games like that's the goal besides like the Pokemon TCG Live or any other trading card game live I think that's fine um but I think with like you know Pokemon Go and like Monster Hunter Now and like all these other mobile games that are huge I, I think just like not having the player commit a lot is uh smart you can hop on get your dailies done you know get the hunts in for these monsters you're trying to get and then like move on i think one of my favorite things about it besides the combat being extremely fun is uh some of the combat's even better here than the main game in terms of just like satisfaction so i love using the bow in the main games but you have to have like really good armor you have to have the right skills uh you know, set to your armor, you know, use the right uh, decorations and gems to get the right skills that pe- that max out the bows damage. Well, in this game, like you just make a bow and you upgrade it. And like, honestly, you're going to town on these monsters by using the charge shots, uh, using the special abilities. Um, and it's very fucking satisfying. So I already can see a lot of people enjoying this game a lot, uh, especially new fans, uh, people who are new to the franchise. Because honestly, when you dodge the attack and get like your perfect hit in your your combos, it's very satisfying. Uh, Also, one of my favorite things is the overworld. So just like Pokemon Go, you see your hunter and you're walking around the overworld and you have a Palico with you. If you're not familiar, the Palicos are the cats, uh, a feline species in the game that are basically your helpers. You know, they help out, you know, they're like your buddies and they help you gather materials and also fight monsters. They don't help you fight monsters in this game yet. I'm sure that will come down the road. Uh, but they do help you collect supplies and keep inventory. Um, so they're a cool little buddy. you can't customize them yet either, and I think that's also something that will probably change down the road because you can craft armor and weapons for them in the games. Uh, but yeah, so the overworld just looks incredible because they actually show some of the biomes. So right now we have swamp, forest, and desert and like you actually see that around your walking area. So like Pokemon go was just like just straight green <laughs> and then with like the streets. Like, that's all you really see. Well, in this game, they actually show terrain and stuff, and it, it adds so much more immersion, I would say, to the game, and it feels great. I defeated a great Gyros in the Swamplands, <laughs> and in the background of the cutscene, well, in the background in general, uh, you can see a lime green, like a, like a highlighter green Kia Soul, just, like, buried in the swamp. Like, it got destroyed, and it looks very cool. You can see buildings in the background, like a city. So that's why I kind of say it's like Monster Hunter World 1.5 because all of the monsters, uh, your weapons, your equipment is all from Monster Hunter World as well. Because clearly this game has been in development for quite a while. So they probably base it off of that instead of Rise, uh, which I think is great because I think World is way better. So if you're a Monster Hunter World fan, this game's for you. If you like Pokemon Go, but you want to do the opposite of collecting Pokemon, instead of you want to hunt a species of creature and make, you know, gather their materials and make weapons and armor out of them, then this is it. Like monster hunter now is amazing. I'm done talking about it, but I'm telling you right now, like HR 25, probably a few hours of gameplay and maybe, I don't know how many, um, I haven't ran into a paywall. I haven't, uh, felt bored yet. Uh, I am excited to continue playing to hunt even the crazier monsters because if you look at the upgrade on your weapons, you can tell that they go really high up. So this game is definitely uh, definitely going to have some crazy things added to it. So yeah, that's Monster Hunter now. That's my sales pitch. Go check it out. Uh, it's free to play. You can uh, you can play it if you want. You can add me. Uh, if, if you know me in person, we can actually hunt monsters together. So you can have a hunting party. And you can hunt with friends as well. So yeah, the game is very great. Please, please, please check it out. Even if you're curious Give it like an hour worth of gameplay and who knows? You might like it. So that's that. Uh, next up is the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC. We have the Teal Mask DLC with the legendary Pokemon Ogre uh, If I said that correctly. So I just finished the main quest last night and I've already gathered some Pokemon. I caught an Ekans uh, sh- that was shiny in the overworld. I already got my shiny Diplin, which is uh, the Applin new evolution. Uh, in this area. Uh, there's a lot of cool Pokemon to collect. It's, I think if you're a Johto fan. You're in luck here. Because we have the regular Quagsire and Whilper. We have Furret and Sentret. We have Houndour and Houndoom. We have Spinarak and ariados And Slugma and Macargo. Honestly there's a lot of uh, Gen 2 going around here. And I think that's amazing. Because I think Johto could always use more love. Yeah, at least in terms of the Pokedex in these games. Um, so yeah, I think uh, the terrain's really cool. Like the map you get to explore. Uh, It's very fun. There's a lot of caverns, there's mountains, there's rivers, grasslands, swamplands. Yeah, so there's definitely something here to be desired. I think uh, the story is actually kind of cool. I don't really want to give too much away besides one little tidbit. So this is a spoiler. You can skip 30 seconds ahead. Just one little tidbit. It's not necessarily saying who or what it is. But you basically create a villain in this, um, uh, in this, excuse me, um, in this quest line, you basically help create a villain. So, and it's going to bleed into the next DLC, uh, the violet, the violet disc, no, the indigo disc, excuse me. So I think that's really cool. And I kind of can't wait to see where the story wraps up. And then all also fly guns in the DLC and all the starters. So, uh. I got to hand it to Pokemon. Like the DLC is fun. Uh, if I had to give it a quick rating, I would say it's a seven out of 10. Honestly. Um, I think the new game mode is really cool too, by the way, you like collect, uh, balloons and they have, uh, feed in them and then you put them in the right color spot. And if you beat it on the hardest difficulty, you actually get a free shiny munchlax, which any type of event like that is really cool. I think it has a specific, uh, title as well. So like people are going to know like, Oh cool. Like they completed that task. um, I think the characters are cool. I, I I think it's just a seven out of ten because I think the Pokédex could have been a lot better. Like I think waiting till the last DLC, for instance, for me, for like all the um all the starters is kind of dumb. Like I think we could have done half starters here of a selection, and then half starters at the end to wrap it up. I mean, the partner Pokemon are huge for a lot of us, not just some people. So I think it would have been cool to like get a new partner Pokemon there, and then play the DLC through that because all the Pokemon are like level sixty and up. Which, that's the other thing I I do want to give Pokemon credit for, is you do feel like, just like Isle of Armor, I think, to a degree, um, you feel like you can just kind of start with a new team and gather Pokemon and immediately use those new partner Pokemon. So, I think that's really cool. Uh, I think the reason why it's a 7 out of 10, too, is like, graphically and performance-wise, the game didn't get any better. Some games do actually come out with expansions that increase the quality of their game. Uh, We literally have Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty coming out, and the reviews for it are insane. (laughs) Uh, The people are basically saying Cyberpunk 2.0 is a complete rehaul and overwork of the existing game, and it's for the better. So like, I just kind of wish Game Freak was a little bit more committed to this game franchise, Uh, but that's a constant complaint you're going to hear on this podcast because it's just the truth of it. Like When you see all these other games coming out and they're either more polished or the teams are very quick to fix any bugs they missed. You know, like Starfield, if there was any que- their quest breaking bugs, they already fixed them for the most part with Bethesda. uh, You know, I don't know. I just feel like um, I just feel like we could have done a lot better with this DLC. It's not bad by any means, but I would say it's definitely on par with Isle of Armor, depending on what you're looking for uh next up we have starfield again so i think uh i might do a review podcast but i did finish the main quest line finished most of the factions and now i'm just like wandering on planets i haven't played it too much lately because of mortal Kombat one which we'll be talking about next uh it's still an amazing game and they reached over 10 million players in total which i think is insane uh so just massive shout out to bethesda game studios and mr todd howard the god himself um i think it's crazy to see like how the reception this game's getting a lot of haters um i guess we're back to the console wars again so that's kind of funny um uh, but it's kind of sad too because like i think uh i think sony players have a lot of really good games and a lot to look forward to especially with like spider-man 2 coming out that game looks incredible especially if you're a fan um i just think they have a lot of good first-party titles so um i don't know it's a, uh, it's a, that's a whole different discussion that can go for another time. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see, but it's uh it's kind of funny to see the hate this game's getting when there's obvious. I mean, I guess people were people are like making fun of it for being like a Bethesda game, but it's like, yeah, it's a Bethesda game. Like this is, this is the beauty of it. Like when I play a monster hunter game, I want monster hunter the At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Monster Hunter gameplay loop. I want the Monster Hunter formula. Halo, Gears, Call of Duty, like GTA. It, it's just like the dumbest fucking argument that I, I will talk about that. Yeah. That is the dumbest argument people are making. Like, yeah, it's just another Bethesda game. Like, yeah, what the fuck did you expect <laughs> to completely do like a groundbreaking change? Like even breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom as different as they are, as the mainline titles, they still have some of the tried and true formulas that, uh, you know, Nintendo's always had for Zelda. So it's like, that's such a dumb fucking argument, but honestly, people on the internet suck ass. Um, people who can't make these really good arguments they're just keyboard warriors i mean obviously it's not everyone but the the few that are out there they're stupid and annoying uh so next up let's talk about one of my favorite games right now and i think it's going to go down as one of my favorite entries into the entire series uh one of my favorite franchises out there uh, Mortal Kombat. Let's talk about Mortal Kombat One. So I finished the campaign. I played the entire thing live on Twitch. So if you want to check that out, you could do that. Twitch.tv backslash It Just Works Podcast. I also need to upload it to YouTube. Sorry, I haven't done that yet. Uh, for anyone who'd rather just watch it with my gameplay instead of playing it on their own, um, yeah, I think the story is incredible. I really, really enjoyed it. I love like some of the characters and their changes in this new timeline. Uh, I thought a lot of the cutscenes were outstanding, the voice work was outstanding. Uh the ending is great, the post-credit scene is amazing as well. I think it builds up for a great expansion just like they did with MK11. Uh to just change a few things and have fun with it. I actually really like that direction they're going. I like the whole what if scenario or like a continuation of that existing ending because that's what I chose with MK11. Like I still chose Luke Kang over Shang Tsung. So I am very curious to see how it all plays out. Uh, I think they did a really, really good job. I think the only major critique I have between like characters and the story is I fucking hate Natara, and that's voice, and she's voiced by Megan Fox, who had to be the most laziest voice actor in the world. And I get it, you know, she's like an A list actress, you know. I don't know why the fuck they even bothered by having her involved because. Every time Natara talks, I just can't stand it. Like, if I could mute a character, it would be her. Um, <laughs> it's just such a shame. Because I, I think a lot of people love Natara. But they're going to hate it because they're going to hate her. Because Megan Fox is, like, the most uninspired. Like, I, I, um, I wish I was better at editing. I would play a couple of the lines for you guys in this podcast. And you'd laugh your ass off. But here we are. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was a little rough but you know what shit happens um the game plays amazing i love my boy scorpion but there's like 10 characters on the roster that like i would love to learn all of their combos and how to play as them and i just think fighting games these days a lot of people are stuck to like a couple of characters but the fact that mortal kombat for at least three or four entries in a row now mainly mkx 11 and now one um they all have a ton of characters that like I would love to learn and, and practice with. And I think that's incredible and truly a testament to their uh, creative team and making a, a good diverse set of characters between their fighting styles and who they are and their backgrounds. Uh, you know, like I think Raiden, who's obviously different in this game, is so badass. He's probably the best he's ever been since probably deception, I would say. I saw someone else say that online and I actually agree with him. Uh so yeah. Uh Mortal Kombat's great. I think uh, my main thing right now is I wish I had a couple more game modes. It has invasions, which has the the challenge towers and one of the realms. But there's realms that you get to explore like a like a board game with your character and your cameo of choice. And you just go through fights, uh, test your mites, some survivals, uh, some ambushes and secret fights, boss fights. And you just complete each area and gather materials and talismans. And you can level up your character and give your character better stats. So like my Scorpion, uh, his stats are maxed out on his, uh, not maxed out, but I'm level 30. So the most points I can get, I pretty much put his special attacks at 100, um, which is pretty high. Because I do a lot of combos, but I realized that I probably should have done more attack as well because I do regular hits as well. But I think invasions is cool. The classic towers are always great. King of the Hill online's been fun. Uh Combat League is cool. Uh online plays great. I think the shrine's cool, just a little too RNG based for me because there's a lot of concept art and stuff, which is what how you get um more palettes and stuff and gear. Uh they have a premium shop, which hasn't been too egregious yet. I think one of the cool things they've done though, which is incorporated with the invasions mode, is uh the seasonal uh the seasons so like right now the season's about hellfire scorpion so there's a lot of scorpion colors and stuff for each character and uh i think it's really cool cuz you can earn seasonal credits in invasion and they are very very generous like i i think i bought most of the seasonal items and i still have 40,000 seasonal credits which is a shit ton like literally when next season comes out i can probably buy all of my favorite characters' gear like right at, right right on day 1 because i have so much materials um Fighting Hellfire Scorpion was cool. So it's a boss, and there's two. There's two cutscenes. Uh, they're just like uh, they're just animated, drawn out kind of cutscenes. Forgot what they're called when you see them like that. But uh, it's about Scorpion, you know, when he's a uh, shit, um, a revenant or a specter, whatever. It's about him being mad and going through their timelines and causing chaos and destroying worlds. And, uh, I like, I like the ending to that. I won't spoil it, uh, but definitely go play it and you get a sick ass, uh, scorpion costume. Not my favorite that's ever been made, but I do like it a lot. Um, so it was really cool to earn that and it felt gratifying to win that fight. Cause it's a really cool fight. And I posted one of the videos about that. Um, next up, let's see. There is a bug that, uh, like cuts out the game audio. Like it just goes completely silent and you're fighting and that's kind of annoying. They're working on a fix for it. They don't have it out yet as of this recording. So unfortunately, you just got to restart your game and play it again. Um, Yeah, geez, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That's all I got for now. I mean, Oh, you know, the cameo system. I think it's really cool. It can, it can uh, prolong combos. It can also save you. It can also be a good mix up. Uh, mix uh, ups are obviously important fights. You never want to be predictable. Um, I think they're really cool and I can't wait to see the cameos they add down the road. I think cameos are a great opportunity for characters that you maybe aren't popular enough to get like a full playable character out of, but they are popular enough to get like a support system. And I think it's something that they definitely should keep down the line. Uh, if you haven't played the game yet, it reminded me a lot of, uh, ultimate Mar- Marvel versus Capcom three, which I think is really cool. And just how you're able to call in your other characters real quick for a combo, um yeah. So that's Mortal Kombat 1. I will I mean I kind of just talked about it. I'm not going to do a review. I think the game is an easy 9 out of 10. Uh maybe very close to a 10 out of 10. Um I love it so much. I love the roster, I love the combos, the fatalities, the brutalities. Um the reason why I give it a 9 is I miss the customization from MK11. I think MK Eleven really personified like your characters and really made you feel like, like that was your own take on the character, and they basically cut that for the most part. You know, it's uh it's very bare bones now, and I don't agree with that. But they still focus on a really good campaign. They focus on great move sets for these characters and brutalities and fatalities. So it's not the end of the world, but it's definitely a bit of a bummer. Um, it's all good though. I think like they're gonna continue to expand on it as the game go- grows on. I know this game's gonna get a lot of support, so I will do a follow up, maybe in like six months. Let's see where the game's at. Um, but yeah, I give the game a nine out of ten. Easy, 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 easy game to you know play and have fun. Just don't pick up the Nintendo Switch version. It's pure dog shit. It. Uh, you can look up the videos online of that. It looks really, really bad. It looks like a PlayStation One game or something. Like it looks so bad. Um, so please, if you're a Nintendo Switch owner. Uh, hold off or just don't get it at all uh, on the switch. Um, maybe when the switch two comes out, maybe with the updates, the game will run a lot better and look like it should. Uh, but currently right now in its state, I would not recommend this game at all on the switch. Um, I know that they're trying to figure something out about that, but at, as of this recording, it's, it's no bueno. Um, next up, let's talk about some halo infinite. We had the 10 Rai event come back this week. I made sure to get all my rewards. I just realized I need to finish my weekly challenge. For the last reward, uh, another 10 tier uh battle pass, little event pass, sorry, event pass, not a battle pass um, with a playlist dedicated to the Tenrai Samurai Corps, adding eight new maps that are completely Feudal Japan themed Samurais intended. And that actually comes with Tenrai Slayer or Tenrai Slayer. I don't know what they called it, but yeah, there's like a bunch of game modes that are nothing but swords, grapple shots, plasmas. Yeah, Ninja Slayer, uh, Ninja CTF, just regular Slayer, but only sword still. Uh, I think they did an incredible job. I think the free armor set they give you is great. Um, the store was kind of whatever, just a lot of re-shipped re, uh, packages. But the maps are gorgeous. Uh, truly a testament to Forge and like where it's gone. And I think the future of this game is still intact. Will it make a comeback? I really don't know. I think it's too late for that. But as far as Halo fans are concerned, I think we're in good hands. Uh, we're only a few weeks out to season five, which will be adding another new game mode, which I think has been leaked. But we'll wait for the official confirmation to talk about it. Um, but yeah, so Tenrai event. If you're a fan of the Samurai, the the Tenrai core, the Yoroi core, um, this is it. This is a great opportunity for you to get another armor set, some shade, uh, some coatings, shaders, same difference, right? <laughs> um just uh it's just been so much fun to play halo again and just have fun with this i mean i say again but really i never stopped uh but i think doing these constant events like this and kind of just really trying to change the the table and really uh reinvent the wheel on gameplay playlists and stuff and rotating playlists i think is great because the last playlist they had was the husky raid which was like a, i already talked about it, i think on the podcast but it was a symmetrical uh single lane map with a couple little avenues you could take to try to flank the enemy. And it's just team it's CTF just going back and forth at each other like a grudge match. It's a straight tug of war. And I think uh, they're really having a lot of fun with these Forge maps. I think the Forgers are just doing such an incredible job of keeping this game alive. And then 343 three making sure the game modes and the maps all get added on the playlist are great. Uh, we have the Halo World Championships coming up. We have some new... Uh, armor sets coming out so there's gonna be cr- the first cross core guaranteed armor sets uh, I'm sorry uh armor coatings for all the um the pro teams so check those out check out the pro championship or the, sorry the world championships uh again the rewards have been amazing if you just watch it um I highly recommend it um and then uh lastly let's talk about the Halo leaks or, I'm sorry the Xbox leaks' uh, it's enough halo for now. Unfortunately, I don't have enough new information about season five to want to talk about it. It's all just leaks. And while the leakers are pretty good about their leaks, I'd rather just wait for the confirmation so we can just hop on that and talk about it. Uh, but next up would be the Xbox leaks. We had a lot of leaks that came out through emails uh, this last week and a half talking about the digital version of the Series X, a, a, re, a retake on the Series X, like a mid-gen model, which they usually do anyways. Uh, Xbox wanting to buy Nintendo. Xbox just saying that you know PlayStation 5 wasn't a competition, it's just a bunch of corporate emails that got leaked from uh, you know, years ago, months ago, weeks ago, just stuff that's going to change gradually. So, unfortunately, it's private information that wasn't meant to be public that is going to make people think that oh, like this is going to happen now. Um, we had the Fallout 3 remaster and Oblivion remaster, uh, I think those are actually confirmed uh, through the leaks though, like we saw a release schedule. Um, so yeah, if you didn't hear about this, that happened. Uh, so I basically, what I want to talk about is mainly, obviously the fallout three remaster and oblivion remaster is incredible because I do think those games should get remastered. Uh, I think, uh, those are timeless games that should be revamped if done correctly. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but mainly it's just the Xbox wanting to buy Nintendo and how I hope that happens someday. Uh, I don't know if it ever will, (laughs) But the reason why I think it'd be great is not only can Nintendo still release like their handheld hardware, but I think it would also be great to see Nintendo games on a, on other hardware that can actually run them um, so we can get those higher quality Nintendo games, maybe better maybe better frame rate, maybe better fidelity, perform, you know, just overall performance. And honestly, connectivity too, though, the install base for Xbox is still huge. I mean, 10 million players on Starfield between just straight up Game Pass and Steam. Uh, that's very huge. So I think uh, it'd be really cool to see something like that down the road. I would love to play Mario Kart and shit on my Xbox Pokemon. um, This is super wishful thinking. It may never happen, but I think it'd be really cool to see some type of integration between Xbox and Nintendo. I do think there's a partnership there that could be beneficial for everyone. Um, But I hope if uh, they are dead serious, that they do make it work. And I hope it is like, again, beneficial for all parties involved. Um, So that's probably the biggest leak I saw that I really cared about, to be honest. Um, But yeah, you can find all of that information on the interwebs. Uh, You can just type in Xbox Leaks 2023. Uh, Just type in like email leaks. You'll find them. They talk about like the mid, like I said, the mid-gen upgrade for the Series X or the revamp. Uh, Again, there was like an all-digital version. But I think there was a version that was like slightly faster but really like realistically not that much better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can check that out. But that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. Just want to really catch up, talk all things video games. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of refreshing to kind of just like spit out everything I've been playing and, and experiencing lately. Uh, if there's a video game that you've been playing that you want to share too, let me know. Um, if you agree with what I said today, let me know. I'm curious. Or if you didn't as well, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, please don't forget. You're always welcome to submit your own questions for me to answer. That's something that I will always keep pushing for because I hope one day it's just a natural segment on on our podcast because I love it basically like a mailbag. Uh, please don't forget to leave a rating, share the podcast around with someone you think would love it. Uh, just thank you guys so much again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.